It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of time. It's a Monday. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Happy birthday, Jim. He's becoming an old guy. And he feels it, too, just so you know. So, okay, uh, windy again today. Just really windy out there like it's been the past few days. You heard that with Don Day's forecast? Extended forecast comes at 645. He's online with us at, at 745 this morning. Today's show is sponsored by Osculation Rejuvenation. For when the it's the fan. Yeah, it doesn't smell. We need to come up with something that's just a um, an aroma killer for that. Because when it hits the fan, it's not just messy. It smells really bad. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, so I like to do sometimes on Mondays and on Fridays. Is this something a little different to start your day? Just because, you know, it's a Monday, and a lot of people groan and complain about Mondays. I don't. But a lot of you do, so I try to give you something to start your week off on the right foot. And also on Fridays, because it's been a long week, you want to get into the weekend. So I start off with something light because, well, hey, time to get you into a better mood, right? Okay, so we're going to make fun of fat people. Uh, Plus-size travel expert. I didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah, plus-size travel expert. Okay, apparently that's a job you can get. I assume if you're a plus-size travel expert, then you have to be plus-size to apply for the job, which is discriminatory that thin people can't apply for the job. But it's a prerequisite, so okay. Demands, this uh, plus-size travel expert is demanding larger hotels, uh, hallways especially, for equity. Larger hotel hallways. Uh Uh-huh. Now, I didn't write this. This is from PJ Media. The first line, and let me blame the right person for this, is not me, okay? Ben Barty wrote this. If you give a fat propagandist a cookie and they take the whole jar, or whatever the folk saying is, okay? Leading new meaning to hot dog in a hallway, the fat mob, he writes, led by a plus-size travel expert, is now demanding that hotels expand the dimensions of their hallways as to accommodate, facilitate greater ease of movement for the plus size. Now, again, I am not right. I didn't say this. This is this Ben guy writing this. To facilitate greater ease of movement for this unique, diverse species of human walrus hybrid 
and their mobility devices. They require to get from point A to point B, uh, a point being the uh, reception desk, uh, point A, and point B being their lair for the evening. Okay, I yeah, again, don't mind making fun of this. I did not write that. But all right, so here we have somebody who wants plus-size hallways, and I wonder what else in the bedroom do they want? I mean, once they get in there, they're going to have to have other things that are, you know. So I guess they're going to, uh, of course, want the twin bed, right? <clears throat> and they're probably going to want uh, most showers and so on these days in hotel rooms are handicap accessible anyway. But uh, do they want things to be a bit bigger? Because there's a few times I've looked over where the toilet was and I thought that's kind of crammed into the corner. But maybe they're, they want a handicap accessible room or something like that. Right. These are the same people who want... To get on an airplane, they want to have two seats, but they only want to have to pay for one. Okay, now what gets me though, we can go on like this, but what I really, what gets me is that first line, plus size travel expert. Now I'm going to go ahead and highlight that. That's just part of the uh, title there, the, the headline. And I'm just going to put that in, travel agency, plus size travel two. Uh-huh. New tours mean no more plus-size travelers. Okay. Okay. Um, plus-size travel blogger. Okay. And there's a whole list of things here. Uh, oh, here, I like this title, At Large, At Home. Okay, then there's some YouTube creators that are plus-size. But what I really want to get into, let's see if I can go ahead and grab the name of the person who writes the article uh, as a plus-size contributor. And her name, her la don't freak out, her last name is Cheney. No, don't laugh, no relation whatsoever. Okay, so here's somebody who, yeah, she has a travel blog. She is a plus-size traveler. Okay, so that's the first uh, thing that I had clicked on. Uh, Plus-size traveler, uh, fat activist. Is, I'm just reading from this. Again, don't blame me for all of this. I'm not trying to be mean here. I'm just reading what's in front of me. This is what this young lady who writes this article in this uh, blog, uh, as she's titled. She writes, fat activist, plus-size travel expert, creator, speaker, and writer. Okay. And she's made an industry out of this. All right. Let's see if I can get down to the, there's her blog. Let's see, a guide to flying, plus-size person. This is the person who advocated being able to buy two airplane seats for the price of one. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, this is horrible. Oh, I feel so mean. Up As I'm reading the different headlines here, off to the side is a warning. This website uses cookies. Do <laughs> So anybody reading these articles is going to see that, and they're going to immediately want cookies. Uh, bringing plus-size representation to the big screen, dealing with dirty looks, haters, and plus-size. The I'm just reading the different titles of their articles here. The importance of compression socks for plus-size travelers. Embracing size inclusivity and diversity in branding. The journey to body positivity, acceptance, and liberation. Tips for solo travel. 
Uh, let me see. Also, one person, rare facility. Okay. So on and on it goes over here. I haven't found the article yet, but somewhere in here will be the article about hotel rooms. And she advocates for, well, if we're going to have hotel rooms, you know, here we have to have wider hotel rooms or hallways. So we can go ahead and take care of plus size people who need to get down those hallways. So, okay. I did not know that any such thing ever existed, blogs or anything like this. I do know that there was some uh, plus size, and I'm using their terminology, activists who also have their own uh, blogs and TikTok pages, stuff like that. And they kept saying that their lifestyle is healthy. And yet several of them have died because of their very unhealthy lifestyle so interesting all right i am sorry i did not know such an industry had ever been created okay for 10 billion dollars would you yes um no i i didn't finish the question i listen here there was nothing and i mean nothing that could come out of that little pie hole of yours to make me turn down 10 billion dollars even if one random person had to die? Yes. The answer is yes. Uh, okay, what, what, what if it was someone you knew? Yes, take my aunt, take my grandma. Hell, you could blow the block up. Can you even fathom how much money $10 billion is? Oh, it's just a hypothetical. And if it was a reality, I'd be first in line. Got something to say? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Six twenty-three is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So, okay, I-80 John wants to know what about tall people. Well, I want to know, uh, John, how tall are you? I'm 6'1", so how tall are you? He said, since I, uh, the story what I started with was about overweight people, right? Okay, so can we say that airlines are discriminating because they keep uh, taking away legroom? <clears throat> yeah, that could be, yeah. Assuming, of course, you have uh, longer legs, because what if you're a tall person, but your trunk is taller than your legs? you got short legs. I've seen that happen a lot. But, yeah, I know. my Yeah, when I get on an airplane. But, you know, you can pay for that. Let, let me actually get into something, John, that I had said a little while ago. Remember Robert Reich? Robert Reich worked with the Obama administration. He was supposed to be some genius economist, but he's not. I've listened to a lot of what he said over the years, and he's not a genius economist. And he was talking about airlines. And he tried saying something that actually sounds very capitalistic. He tried saying that the reason airlines keep shrinking the size and cramming us in like as much as they can is because there's not enough competition. And my answer, I even, I, I don't expect him to see it, but I saw that on, he posted on social media and I answered back, that's not why. So... If there was a time when we all imagined, because it was being advertised this way, air travel was supposed to be a luxury thing where you got a nice big roomy seat, and if you're going on a cross-country flight, you were served lunch, like a hot lunch. In fact, I even remember as a kid, a, a kid, we went on a flight, 
uh, my mom and I had to go back to New Jersey on some kind of business. She took me with me. I'm just a little kid. I'm in like first grade. And we got a meal on the flight. But over the years, the seats got smaller and more cramped in. Now, you can still get that, though. If you would like to have a lot of room, a wide seat, plenty of leg room, and get served a meal on the flight, you can. It's called first class. But now, you see, most people don't want to pay for that. Most people take the economy tickets. Now, if you're going to take the economy tickets, you're going to be crammed in with everybody else. Because the airline needs to make money off of this. So you're going to be crammed in with everybody else, and you're really going to get nothing but like a little something to drink and a bag with a cookie in it. And that's about it. And you get that because that's what you're paying for. Since the majority of people don't want to spend much on air travel, then they have to put more people on the plane in order to make up for that loss. But what would it look like if everybody, or pretty much everybody, wanted to fly first class? The first class section would be huge, and the coach section would be tiny. Yeah, it's just going by what people want. I know when it comes, I am so damn cheap when it comes to flying commercial. That's why when I went to visit my family for the holidays, and I've been doing this for the past few years, I don't get into the first class section and all. I don't want to pay for that. That's expensive. I don't want that. In fact, I even wait until after the holidays. So what I do is I wait until the week after Thanksgiving where I can book a flight and I fly out of Casper to Denver and then to Tampa. And then my family picks me up and they're in Lake Wales, Florida. Round trip from Casper to Denver to Tampa and back cost me $377. Now, yeah, I was in the back of the airplane all crammed in, but I wouldn't actually wouldn't say all crammed in because I'm flying during the off season. See, during Thanksgiving, everybody wanted to go home for Thanksgiving. And so the airlines were packed. That's when they can jack their prices up and make a profit. So they charge more and they cram people in. That's where the profit is. The week after Thanksgiving, how many people are really traveling? Yeah, not many. So that's why they drop their prices to try to incentivize as many people as possible. Please fly. That's why I'm able to get that ticket for $377. So I may have been on several of those flights that I took. I was in the back of the airplane, way in the back. I mean, like the last seats. And yeah, they w I would have been crammed in if there were many other people on the plane. But the plane's mostly empty because it's between holidays like that. But yeah, we can have nice, big, roomy seats on airplanes if that's what the majority of people wanted to pay for. For the young lady who writes the travel blog for, as she says, plus-size people, she wants to get two seats for the price of one. She thinks she's entitled to that because of her size. And my answer is, no, actually, you should just go ahead and pay for two seats or pay for first class. Because since you're a plus-size lady, uh, first class is much bigger. Uh, let's see, Jim and Casper, all you get in first class anymore is a bigger seat and more drinks. I mean, they, they don't serve meals anymore? Really? <clears throat> no, I have sworn I've seen people getting, like, actual food. But maybe that was during a longer flight. I'm not sure, Jim. But okay. 
at least you get a nice bigger seat and they let you on the plane and off the plane first. I don't think I really care if I get on the plane or off the plane first. But no, I, if, mo- if most people were paying for first class, then most of the airplane would be first class. But that's not what people want to pay for. So, Heidi John just sent me a note and he went, G-L-E-N, there's not two N's in there? Are you in a bad mood, John? So I cup Wyoming. I'm so happy to be here, yeah. I'm just happy to be here. I know the world's on fire, the situation's dire. A lot of work occur is gonna be required, but... Now, local and mobile across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six at the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming to IED John. You know damn well I don't need a second letter L. So the next time you write my name, just don't include the L because now I've got an extra one. But you need to send me the letter N. Okay, so on to the next real quick topic here. I talked about this yesterday, and I think it's just uh, interesting and funny. And Google says they're fixing this. So for those who don't know, although you've seen these if you use social media... Google has an artificial intelligence generator for photography. So if you need an image created, and there's a lot of other companies doing this too, you just tell the program, give me this. Show me a buffalo in Yellowstone, and it will. It will create the image out of what it knows from its databases. Now, if you say, show me a UFO abducting a buffalo in Yellowstone, it'll do that. But you got to be careful about exactly how you say you want it because, I mean, the the words you use, because the artificial intelligence is struggling to understand what you mean. And sometimes the pictures are just hysterical. Now, whoever decided to write these programs decided to go all woke with it. So it backfired on them. Now, Google is shutting it down because people were getting upset. So, for example, let's say you wanted the artificial intelligence to make an image of George Washington and doing whatever it is you wanted George Washington to do, within reason. <clears throat> and uh, so, but you want George Washington. Well, for some reason, your George Washington comes back to you as Japanese. Why would you have a Japanese? Okay. So now your George Washington comes back to you as somebody from Africa. Well, that's not okay. I need someone who looks like... I need George Washington. What are you doing? No matter who you pick, someone asked for an artificial intelligence to do a picture of the Pope. And what they get is a woman from India. Well, how is that the Pope? Okay, we're talking... There's never been a woman from India Pope. What are they doing here? Well, again, they've got to put their minorities in there and women in there and so on. So that's what the AI is trying to do. It's trying to be very politically correct and be diverse. That's Diversity is the key there. Unfortunately, it 
does not want to listen to what people are actually asking for. So this started to upset people. When I want a picture of the Pope, I'm talking about the current Pope, show me a picture of the current Pope, create that picture, don't give me somebody else, some other gender or ethnicity, give me this Pope. When I say George Washington, create George Washington, as we know that George Washington looked. Don't go messing with it. And again, don't give me some other person who's shorter or rounder or taller or another gender or another ethnicity. Give me George Washington, as George Washington really was. So it's uh, the article of the that I have in front of me here, the author says, as I mentioned yesterday, I think it's hilarious, the failure of Google's AI. It's one of the most important stories, he says. Well, I disagree with that, but okay. That may seem odd since the first impression people get is that the odd preferences for portraying Vikings as anything but the actual race of Vikings. Pope says minority females and so on. Founding fathers the same way. So, okay. Google has decided to go ahead and shut the program down until they create, uh, correct these problems because of all of the negative backlash that they were getting against it. So here, once again, Google decided to do something that you, you and I, I guess, would call woke. We can go ahead and call it that. Whatever you want to do it, leftist, woke, whatever the case is. They tried to politically correct. You can use those terms. And it backfired on them. Now, this even reminds me of, remember, let's go back to 9-11 when the Twin Towers came down. And we had those firemen who walked up. They found a flag and they found a flagpole that was tipped way off to the side. And so these firemen, I think there were four of them, I believe, walked over to the flagpole and put the flag back up that crooked pole. And somebody took a picture of them. And it was very moving. And it was just like watching the flag being planted at Iwo Jima. It was just that moving. So they hired an artist to go ahead and do a statue of that moment. So they can put it in this, on the site. Of course, the artist needed to get all politically correct about it and went for diversity. So instead of portraying the actual firefighters that took part in that, every single member of the four was some different ethnicity or whatever the heck else. Anything but what was actually there, rather than showing history as history actually happened. And the artist was called out for that, and the, the whole statue was, the, the whole presentation was taken down because people just got really upset about it. That's what's happening to Google right now. Instead of just portraying reality, they're trying to be, I get, pick the term you want. Politically correct's a good one. 642, wake up. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030, K2 Radio. Six forty-eight is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Frank, I think I might have just found a brilliance, but or or extreme stupidity. You tell me. All right, um, it's okay. probably going to be stupid. Uh, probably, but let's find out. So here's a guy who runs a pizza parlor, and he's looking very proud of himself yeah. as he opens up the pizza box and shows the pizza. Okay. Right? <clears throat> the pizza box is a pizza. The pizza box. Yes is a pizza and inside the pizza box is a pizza is a pizza 
Well, I think that's pretty cool. Then. Okay, there you go. You now, won't be hungry. Yeah, <laughs> I certainly are not. No, no. Now that makes me wonder: Do you open up the pizza box and eat the pizza inside, then eat the box, or do you see your way through the box to get to the pizza? I would start with the box. Okay, very good. I kind of like this idea. We can go so many places. So you go out to get yourself some ice cream treat. Now, much like when you eat uh, an ice cream sandwich, what if you could just eat the dishes? It, well, ex- yes. Wouldn't mm. that be cool? Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's basically what an ice cream cone is. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Whoever invented I know that it was invented at a World's Fair here in America. Someone oh, came really? Up, yeah, it was uh, a guy who was selling the ice cream, and he came up with this idea to take the same thing he uses to make waffles. And he just made cones out of it and handed that to people and say, just eat your way right through. So you see, isn't that a brilliant idea? Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, okay. The now, pizza and the pizza is brilliant, yeah, sure. too. Who was the guy who invented the hot dog bun? Who was the guy who invented the hot Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look that up because oh, if you think okay. about it, this is, again, edible dishes. Oh, very much so. Yeah. You just eat your way right through to the food there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just think this is... Absolutely brilliant. So hats off to the guy who invented the hot dog bun. Now, whoever the jerk was who made one less bun than there are hot dogs in a pack. (laughs) Isn't it eight? Uh, Yeah, something like that, yeah. And there's one less bun in that pack over there, which tells me I'm always the guy who goes, well, screw you. I'm not going to buy a whole extra bag of buns just for one more hot dog. I'm not doing it. Oh, come on. Well, the state high school wrestling tournament wrapped up on Saturday in Casper. Three guys won their fourth state title. There's only been 30 of those in Wyoming high school wrestling history. Brock Fletcher of Rock Springs, Antonio Avila of Thunder Basin, and Kale Knezovich of Green River have accomplished that, and that is just not easy to do. In 4A, Thunder Basin won the team title with Cheyenne East 3rd, Cheyenne Central 6th, Natrona 7th, Laramie 8th, and Kelly Walls 9th. Green River won the 3A championship, Warcroft won the 2A championship, and Glenrock freshman Brody Allen won a state title at 100 113 pounds. How about that? Star Valley repeated as the girls' state champion with Cheyenne East 6th, Cheyenne Central 8th, Natrona 12th, Kelly Walsh 18th, and Laramie 21st. Men's college basketball from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys turned in another dreadful performance. They were boat raced by Boise State and Laramie on Saturday, 92-72. It's just amazing how many opposing offenses light up the Cowboy defense as Boise rang up 51 points in the first half and shot an astounding 66% from the floor in the first half and 54% for the game. UW was hammered on the backboards 43-19 to fall the 13-14 and 14 overall. 6-8 and eight Mountain West played. Pokes will host UNLV tomorrow in Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team lost their fourth in a row. They were beaten by New Mexico and Laramie on Saturday. 59-58 in overtime. It's a tough way to lose for, from UW's point of view. And they missed a three-pointer at the end of OT. They could have won it. Cowgirls were 5-19 of 19 from three-point land and led by Melina Peterson with 16. Wyoming is now 14-12 and 12 overall. 9-6 and six in Mountain West play. They'll be at San Jose State now. Wednesday. Junior college basketball, the Casper College women's team beat Central Wyoming over the weekend, 81-62, so they are 23-5 on the year. Logan Alvar at 22 for the T-Bers, who are ranked 20th in the country. Casper College men got 20 points from Darius Robinson as they beat Central Wyoming on Saturday, 84-76. Birds are 20-8 on the year, and both CC teams will be in Torrington on Friday to meet Eastern Wyoming. State High School Nordic Ski Championships were held on Casper Mountain over the weekend. The Kelly Walls boys won a state title for the first time since 1995. They edged 
Lander by 12 points. Chosen skier Fiskett Johansson won the classic race with Lander's Brent Hutchinson winning the freestyle. On the girls' side, Natrona's Allie Wheeler won both the uh, state championships in the classic and the freestyle. She did that last year, too. And Lander repeated as the girls' team champions. And that's in sports. So aren't you glad you stayed home this weekend? Well, I got, I'll got. i be home this weekend, too. Oh, okay. We have the, the, this, now, this weekend in Casper, yeah. we have the state 1A and 2A high school basketball tournament that will start on Thursday. These are the, for, these are the smaller schools, and they get a, it's a big deal for them to be here and right. qualify for the state tournament, you know, and um, we'll see what the weather brings. But they'll all be yeah. here, and so this will be round number two. Round number two, and they're all going to – where do they play that? They will have it at the Ford Center and okay. at Casper College. And at Casper College. It's so big they have to have it in two locations. Yes, you have one aim and they and two A, and then they flip flop locations. And the championship games will be on Saturday at the Ford Center. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of. Gonna roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. You and I go rolling back into it after that. Triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Wake up, Wyoming. <laughs> Seven oh six. It's a Monday. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. The phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. I do have some Wyoming legislative news that I'll get to in a little bit here, and that includes. I've got to look into this a little bit more. It it seems to me from everybody I've spoken to that our budget for Wyoming. The governor introduced a budget which uh, was a lot smaller than you might think it was, but so I would still make it much smaller. But still. You know, I thought was uh, overall better than I've seen in the past. Still some things I want to get rid of, some things I definitely cut, but it, it, other than a few problems, it wasn't bad. This legislative body, though, is actually increasing the size of our state budget by quite a bit. We'll find out how all this irons out, but that's exactly the opposite of what many of us would like them to do. All right. We'll get to that. Also, a legislative report coming up this morning at about 7.39 is when we play it for you. That's our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, who's sending all of that. Plus, at 7.45, Don Day's on the phone with me. Well, not on the phone. We don't do the phone thing anymore. Don Day's on with me, and we talk the weather forecast for the rest of the week, which is really just unsettled, to say the least. Something's wrong with the weather. It's having a mental breakdown. Today's show is sponsored by Osculation Rejuvenation for when the hits the fan. And remember, it's not just when it hits the fan that you want to clean up that mess with um, rags and a mop, but it's also the smell it leaves behind. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. 
and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Now again, 888-97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Okay. I'm going to throw this to you because it's just stupid. And I think you should have a look at it because it's just flat out stupid. Members of the what one time was a really great news media in America. Never, never perfect, but a lot better than today. Are always looking for things to say that are shocking. Oh, so are activists too, because they know saying shocking things is what gets your attention. If they say something that makes sense, that's average. It's not going to get your attention. You don't care, right? All right. <clears throat> I'm sorry. This is going to have to involve Taylor Swift. I know. I'm sorry. Not going to spend a lot of time focusing on her. Here's the headline. Professor says Chiefs Super Bowl win is white supremacy and slightly racist. Not just to be a Chiefs fan, but to be a Taylor Swift fan. <clears throat> An unhinged professor of Pan-African Studies at Cal State University in Los Angeles, California. And yes, as I've mentioned many times, that is the way you say it, Los Angeles. My childhood hero, Bugs Bunny, said it that way. Do not tell me that Bugs was wrong. All right. So anyway, he proclaimed that the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl win is an example of white supremacy and that being a Taylor Swift fan is slightly racist. Not totally racist, just slightly. A post by the professor, who's real, Melania Abdullah, whose real name is Melania Rochelle Romana, okay, long name, has gone viral with a lot of people on both sides of the argument here, according to the New York Post. After the campaign, after the championship game ended in Los Angeles, the professor jumped on her uh, Twitter account. To explain, why do I feel, and this is the actual, I still say tweet, sorry. Why do I feel this was some right-wing white supremacist conspiracy? Boo. Well, here's what I would answer her with. First off, why do you feel that way? Don't make decisions based on your feelings. Because your feelings oftentimes can be wrong and not reality-based. So the win is apparently white supremacy, even though the quarterback is biracial. Yeah, okay, but maybe because they're the Chiefs? The crank professor, the story says, leaves no doubt about how she thinks of herself. In her bio, it says she's a professor of Pan-African Studies at Cal State and then organizer with all sorts of other leftist groups and so on. Okay. Uh, the... Pan-Africanists were actually born in Oakland. She was born in Oakland, California. And uh, perhaps unsurprisingly, her father, a self-proclaimed communist and union thug. Even her grandfather was a member of the Communist Party in Germany. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, she's not ethnic at all, right? In fact, she submitted just to that point, replying uh, to people on Twitter... Folks think they're attacking me by asking why I think everything is racist. I am not offended. She says, quote, virtually everything is racist. Then she tweets, why do I feel it's slightly racist to be a Taylor Swift fan? Well, the answer would be because your feelings are wrong. It is not slightly racist to be a Taylor Swift fan. Now, just so you know, my opinion of Taylor Swift is I don't have one. 
I really don't know. I know she, and I admire her success. I mean, I know she's incredibly successful at this stage in her life. And she's going to go down in music history for a very long time. So congratulations to her. I've maybe heard a couple of her songs, and what I did here, I thought, oh, that's pretty good. But that's about all I know about Taylor Swift. Sorry, I don't keep up with pop culture. I, I really don't. So I can't tell you a whole lot about her, but I don't think it's anywhere even close to being racist to be a fan of hers. All right, she also went all in for the Jesse Smollier lie. Uh, remember that whole thing. Okay. In other comments, here's the thing. When fake journalists from right-wing outlets turn tweets into news, they spur actual violent responses from their idiotic white delusionist followers. Okay, let me turn that around. So when fake journalists from the left-wing outlets tweet into news, they actually do spur violence and violent responses from their idiotic left-wing delusional followers. We can say that both ways, can't we? Okay. So anyway, this is this is what we're dealing with here. Now, were I in charge of that university and I had a professor that was saying things like this, I would get rid of the professor. Because the professor is not healthy for the college in any way, and especially the students. Red and Casper says it would really be totally racist if Taylor were a man. Well, or sexist. Rhiannon for danger. Imagine a world where no one pays attention to these universal whack jobs. I would like them to be to not have a job, frankly. I mean, honestly, I would like them to not have a job instead of be, teaching our kids the way that they're doing. Hey, Mark, can you hold on for just a moment? I got to pay some bills. And I'm going to get you to your call about the budget. Wait. Honestly, he's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Come up on 720 and Mark has been hanging by patiently. Thanks for doing that, Mark. What you got for me? Uh, maybe he didn't hang up. Uh, nope, got that there. Got that there. Hang on. There you go, Mark. Try it again. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Good morning. How morning. are you? All right. What you got? If you can't hear my voice, I'm a little disappointed with the budget. Okay, I can um, tell. The just to keep government where it is, give government employees a cost of living increase. Private sector, you got to go earn that cost of living increase. You know, mm-hmm. you're a if you're a server or a bartender, you're having a hard time here in Centennial finding a decent place just to keep the good old government where it is it's 8.7 billion dollars right that's that's just about you know the house comes out with over 10 billion dollars mm-hmm. uh no i'm sorry i'm sorry over 11 billion okay the, the senate is it $10.5 billion? Right. We're not going to see government stay the same size. I've got enough government. Yeah. There's enough right. government out there for everybody. There's enough government programs. There's enough, oh, let's be stupid and pump CO2 into the ground stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's, let's go let a guy that has a 
high school degree and a honorary doctorate built a nuclear plant in Kimmerer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I am, my head's going to explode with this stuff. The government is out of control. It's been out of control for years. There are some people trying to get a handle on it, trying to get their arms around it and control it. But for the most part, they just grow government. Yeah. They don't grow crops. They don't grow cows. They don't grow our, grow our coal industry. They don't grow our oil and gas industry. They grow government. Mm-hmm. And last I knew, I can't eat government. I can't eat my house with government. I can't do, you know, I can't drive down the road with government. I, you know, all they are is, is some of us believe evil. Okay. And taxation is theft. This people's initiative should have shown them that people are taxed enough already. But mm-hmm. they don't they don't listen to the people. Some do, but you know, I'm I'm I I would like somebody up there to just be screaming saying Ah, we have enough of this stuff. Yeah, you know we, there are some people doing some, that. There are some people doing that, but they're not enough of them to really put a stop to it. Yeah, absolutely. And so we need more of those people. Yeah, we do. And so let's let's go out and get good people to run for office that are going to reduce the size of government. Get them elected. Get the vote out. Get you know this is probably the. The people in the state are the most conservative people there are. They they don't need more government telling them what to do. They don't need it. They're smart enough to run their lives without government. Oh, yeah. And by the way, if Greg wants to debate about CO2 or about the size of government, I'm in. Okay. All and right. we can do it on your program or we can do it on a Saturday morning um, breakfast for the uh, Republican Party. All right. Either one, I, you know. Thank right. you, sir. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate you calling in. Now, a few things that I disagree with Mark's little rant on is, so the gentleman who wants to start a nuclear plant who has a high school degree is not the guy who's going to build a nuclear plant. He's hiring people who understand nuclear plants. And government does get you down the road as far as they are the ones who build and maintain the roads. We do need, uh, or do use, I should say, government for a few things. Police and fire and our courts. And yeah, they do some roads and bridges and so on. They're not supposed to be doing a whole lot more. There's The fact that the governor put out a budget, which I don't totally agree with, if I had a red pen, I would grab the governor's budget and just start marking off all sorts of things like, nope, nope. Some things would get a massive reduction. Other things would just go away altogether. Especially the whole carbon sequestration, carbon capture and sequestration nonsense would just disappear. That'd be a big part of it. That's also going to raise your utility rates quite a bit, by the way. And I do have a story on the Wake Up Wyoming page this morning about your power company saying this is unaffordable. I'll get into that a little bit later on this morning, but that's it. The power companies are asking for an extension on carbon capture because no one's really been successful at it before. So they don't really know how to do it. They don't even know if it's achievable, and yet it could still cost like a billion dollars just to get this whole thing started. 
I'll get into that a little bit later. And they're telling everybody it's just this is just unaffordable. Imagine what it's going to do to your to your utility rates. All right. So, but the fact the governor put out a, a budget that I would still cut the daylights out of, but then here come the Republicans in the House and Senate in Wyoming, and both the House and Senate have an idea of increasing that budget by quite a bit more. Now, there's quite a few things we talked about last week that I would get rid of. A lot of the money that, in fact, I wouldn't even really fund most of UW, if any of it. University of Wyoming should be self-sustaining. We shouldn't have to. Well, there are for-profit. I know they wouldn't say that they are, but they are. They, they're for-profit. Their students pay tuition. The football brings in a lot of money. They get a lot of grant money to do all sorts of projects for the federal government. Why is Wyoming spending over $400 million in this next budget for the University of Wyoming? So, you see, there's all sorts of things I would just cut out, cut out, cut out there. And yet, even this, so we're supposed to be America's most conservative state because there's so many Republicans. But as you know, the reality of it is many of those people who are in the House and Senate are not actually fiscal conservatives. And they keep trying to add laws and they keep trying to increase the size of the budget, which it looks like unless the governor comes along and vetoes a bunch of stuff, it looks like a lot of this will end up just going through and our budget becomes bigger, not smaller. And the size of Wyoming government would actually increase, not decrease, which is something that I think most of us out here would love to see, but that's not what's happening in the House and Senate right now. No, they're increasing the size of government in the state of Wyoming. And a lot of the spending is not stuff we should be spending money on. I don't even like it when our state spends federal money, like uh, with the idea of we're going to make sure that we get enough electric charging stations around Wyoming. Well, no. we should. I, I, don't worry, it's, it's not state money, it's federal money. That's still our money. That's still the money of future generations. And yet we're still involved in projects like this. And this is part of what YDOT spends its time and resources on. Even though they're trying to pass out federal dollars, it's still taking YDOT employees to go around and try to convince people to pick this program up. Which is another thing we can just cut and just tell the federal government we're, just, we're not doing it. So, yeah, there's a lot. I'm seriously disappointed so far, unless at the end of all of this, they actually come out with a smaller budget. At this point so far, I'm really disappointed with a lot of the people in the Wyoming House and Senate. Now, it's not like nobody is fighting for a smaller budget. There are quite a few people who are. But they don't have enough of them there down there in Cheyenne to actually do this, to actually make the changes that are necessary. And that's on us to make sure that we elect people who will actually vote in smaller government rather than try to increase the size of Wyoming budget and government. All right, coming up on 730, local news coming your way right after local news update on the weather forecast. I do have at about 739, our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, is going to talk what the Wyoming legislators are doing in his update. And then we get into um, Don Day's weather forecast for this week, which is really just a mess for the rest of the week. Weather can't make up its mind. It's having some kind of a mental breakdown. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
himself in a padded room, and you could be the voice in his head. Join the conversation on Wake Up Wyoming, 866-97-WOODS. Seven thirty-six. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. All right. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number. That's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. So, okay. Uh, Judy from Mills called the show last week and discussed this. Now I have it in front of me from Oil City News. Concerned citizens meeting scheduled to discuss gravel pit. And now because of the map, I can see exactly where they want to put the gravel pit. So it matters because of where a neighborhood is. A planned gravel pit that could be installed near Squaw Creek will be the topic of discussion on Thursday, February 29th, at an informal meeting. Meeting is scheduled for 6 p.m. Agricultural Resources Learning Center located at 2011 Fairgrounds Road in Casper, Wyoming. The proposed gravel pit is located off Coach Road. The project, which is being led by Prism Logistics, as many residents worried as it sits relatively close to the state school section at the head of the creek and near some people's homes, too. So that's what Judy had called in last week talking about. Again, the story is about what I just read there. It's on Oil City News. We'll see what they do because you, a gravel pit, great idea. Where sometimes is the concern? Jim in Glenrock, $10.8 billion dollars. That's over 18,000 for every person who lives in Wyoming. That's over 36,000 for my wife and me. What services could the state of Wyoming possibly be providing? Okay. Well, first off, just so you know, you don't have to pay that, Jim. That's uh, coal, gas, and oil primarily paying that. And that's where the state of Wyoming has been living kind of high. We get a lot of money... Not just from coal, gas, and oil. That's where you get a ton of money from. But also, the federal government comes in with a whole lot of money and gives it to the state of Wyoming, like they do with all the other states. And we take it. So it's a lot more than that even when you think about all the money that comes in. But yeah, the um, when you add up, well, it's about $36,000 for my wife and me. What services could they possibly be providing? This is where, being more of the libertarian type, yeah, government would be a whole lot smaller everywhere, not just one. You asked for an expert. Uh, we didn't have the budget for that. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, weekdays 6 to 10 a.m. and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 7.45 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Don uh, Day Weather. Don, I understand that your pickup truck was mugged by a tree. Yes, uh, it was. Um, it's a little worse for wear today. Yes. Okay. So now in normal cases, folks, you think Don Day was driving and he hit a tree. No, no. The tree hit Don Day's truck. Yes, what? it was what you call a non-moving accident. Yes, right, yeah. So would you just wake up in the middle of the night and hear something? or how that? Oh, was? no, it, it happened a little afternoon on Saturday while the winds were howling, uh, yeah. like they were just about everywhere. You could hear it. It made a, 
it was enough that just about the two blocks around me, everybody came out. It was wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that gives you an idea because over the next week, I'm going to say that the weather has just lost its mind. Well, you know, you look at the calendar. We're almost into March. This yeah. is the time of year it does start to lose its mind. Okay. All right. So now, wind continues quite a bit. Now, what about the snowfall? Because I've seen all sorts of numbers on what is expected for snowfall for, let's say, tonight and tomorrow. Yeah. And again, as we say all the time, Wyoming's a big state, and it really all depends on where you're located. But we do have this very strong Canadian cold front that's going to be pushing through. It's going to hit fast. I mean, most of the daylight hours of today is going to be windy. Still going to be mild, but up in the northwest corner of the state, up near the Montana line, by late afternoon and evening, temperatures will be plummeting. And we'll start to see places like Cody and Sheridan and Buffalo and KC uh, out towards Gillette. Those areas by tonight will be getting into the snow. And then really between midnight and tomorrow morning is when the front really makes its move. And it will be through all of the state by tomorrow morning. Temperatures will be 30 to 40 degrees colder. Um, and yes, there's going to be snow. We think the heaviest snow will be uh, in the Bighorns and along the east slopes of the Bighorns, uh, Sheridan, up to Billings, down to, to, to Buffalo. Right along the east slopes there, there's going to be around four to eight inches of snow. But, you know, Lander, Riverton, Casper, uh, then along the I-25 corridor, you know, a lot of areas about one to four inches of snow. Uh, but there's going to be gaps. There'll be pockets where we call those snow holes that will show up. One of those snow holes will be in the Bighorn Basin, uh, maybe out on around the, the Lusk Newcastle area. But everybody's going to get into the mix. Okay. Now, we, we do have, after the snow comes over, back come the winds again. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of wind, both ahead of the front today and like the wind we had over the weekend. But as the front goes through, it's going to be very windy. And this is where I think we're going to have travel problems because – while by our standards, it's not going to be a big snowstorm. It's going to be enough snow combined with this big drop in temperature to make things really icy, a lot of wind with it as well. Uh, traveling tonight and early tomorrow is going to be difficult in a lot of areas. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather. Yeah, he just kind of, uh, in the middle of the day, hears this massive slam sound, as did most of a two-block area. And that was his pickup truck being pummeled by a tree that he had parked under. Pretty big one, too. So I saw some pictures of that. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino is waiting by. <clears throat> Speaking of vehicles, okay, I got a list of items that, that you no longer see in your vehicle, Frank. See if you remember them. Uh, A-track player. I, actually, that was one of the first ones I was going to go with. And yeah. also, and I'm talking modern vehicles, not your older ones. Cassette player. Your cassette player. CD Cigarette player. lighter. Cigarette lighter. Okay. Uh, roll down windows. Yeah. Also, those little. My mom called it a smoking window. The but smoking the window, window the is out. Window. Yeah. Vents. Ashtrays. Ashtrays. Yeah. Oh, you did say cigarette lighters. Cigarette yeah, okay. lighter yeah. and the ashtrays. Yeah. Floor mounted dimmer switch. Floor mounted dimmer. Switch. Oh, 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 for your yes. brights. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about a car that went up to eighty-five miles an hour on the speedometer and fifty-five was highlighted? Yeah, I will remember that yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you weren't supposed to go past fifty-five. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hence the song "I Can't Drive 55. Yeah. Uh, let me see. There's a whole bunch of oh oh oh, white wall tires. Oh yeah, who who sees those anymore? Yes. Now I remember when I was uh, in my early twenties. 
I'm buying new tires. And the guy said, do you want white walls? And I'm thinking, white walls? Show me your white wall. It was not like in my parents' generation where the entire side of the tire was white. Mm. It was a line that went around. Yeah. A, a small one or a, 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 a thin, big one? No, that's not a white that's, wall. That's what I said to him. That's not what a white <laughs> wall is. A white wall is the entire side of the tire is white. Yes. Uh, full-size spare tires. Yes. Yeah. Studded snow tires. Yeah. It's another one they don't have okay. anymore. We have mentioned this before. Your horn used to have a ring, a metal ring yeah. that you could easily see and use. It was like a half moon kind of a thing, yeah. yeah. Bench seats. Boy, yeah. Boy. Um, that, 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 that it would go back and forth as a unit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, radio antennas, you, you don't really, they seem to be internalized today. Yeah. In our day, it was a really big deal. Someone turned on the radio and the antenna went up. Yeah. And then you would put like flags on it and stuff. Yeah. Now, here's something that a lot of people are surprised of when I say this audible turn signals. So when you click it, you hear click, 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 click. click, click. click. Now, yeah. in the old days, that's because the circuit was opening and closing. With today's technology, it doesn't do it that way anymore. But how do you let people know that your turn signal is working? So, I thought it goes click, click, click when it's not working now. No, no, well, uh, no, well, it shouldn't be. It's it's click, 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 click when it's turning on and off, so you're turning. Oh. Yeah, okay. It's when you hit the turn signal, click, 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 click. That's the light going on and off. But because that sound isn't necessary anymore, if you're hearing that in a modern car... They added it in electronically so you can know that your turn signal is working. Oh, there you go. Okay. State High School Wrestling Tournament wrapped up on Saturday in Casper. Three guys won their fourth state title. There's only been 30 of those in Wyoming High School Wrestling history. Brock Fletcher of Rock Springs, Antonio Avila of Thunder Basin, and Kale Knezovich of Green River have accomplished that, and then it is not easy to do. In 4A, Thunder Basin won the team title at Cheyenne East 3rd, Cheyenne Central 6th, Natrona 7th, Laramie 8th, and Kelly Walsh 9th. Green River won the 3A championship, Warcroft won 2A, and Glenrock freshman Brody Allen won a state title at 113. Pounds. Star Valley repeated as the girls' state champion was Cheyenne's sixth, Cheyenne Central eighth, and the Toronto twelfth, Kelly Walsh eighteenth, and Laramie twenty-first. In men's college basketball from over the weekend, the Wyoming Cowboys turned in yet another dreadful performance. They were boat raced by Boise State and Laramie 92-72. It's amazing how many offensive uh, opposing offenses just light up Wyoming as Boise rang up 51 points in the first half and shot an astounding 66% from the floor in that first half and 54% for the game. UW was hammered on the backboards, 43-19 to fall the 13-14 and 14 overall and 6-8 and eight in Mount West Plain. Cowboys will host Nevada-Las Vegas tomorrow in Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team lost their fourth in a row. They were beaten by New Mexico and Laramie on Saturday, 59-58 in overtime. That was a tough way to lose from UW's point of view, and they missed a three-pointer at the end of regular, at the end of overtime that could have won it. Cowgirls were 5 of 19 from the three-point line and were led by Melina Peterson with 16. Wyoming now 14-12 and 12 overall, 9-6 and six in Mount West Plain. They'll be at San Jose State on Wednesday. Junior college basketball, the Casper College women's team beat Central Wyoming over the weekend, 81-62, so they are 23-5 on the year. Logan Alvar at 22 for the T-Birds, who are ranked 20th in the country. Casper College men got 20 points from Darius Robinson, beating Central Wyoming 84-76. T-Birds are 20-8 on the year, and both CC teams will be in Torrington on Friday to meet Eastern Wyoming. State High School Nordic Ski Championships were held on Casper Mountain over the weekend. The Keller Wallace boys won a state title for the first time since 1995. They edged Lander by 
12 points. Chosen skier Fisk Johansson won the classic race with Landers Brent Hutchinson winning the freestyle. On the girls' side, the Trona's Allie Wheeler won the individual state championship in both the classic and the freestyle races and did that last year, too. Lander repeated as the girls' team champions. And that's it in sports. So something that modern cars don't have, which might really surprise you, Frank, is a key to insert and turn. Some not in the not in the modern thing. Not it's in just, the modern. It's, it's a just, push button. Press, it's push yeah, button. Right, yeah. yeah, that's one thing I never and thought. push and push button to you know to for reverse neutral. You know, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In fact, sometimes it's not even. It's like a dial switch. I've seen that. Yeah, too. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So some things we never thought that the they transmission would give of the future. Uh, it is. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to get into. Then we're going to get into news time, national, local update on the weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again with open phones, 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WOODS, Wake Up Wyoming. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Monday. My name's Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. We've Today's got... show is sponsored by Osculation Rejuvenation for when the hits the fan. And it's not just you've got to clean that up with a mop and a bunch of rags. Don't forget, it really stinks too. Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Patiently waiting by is Ross and Casper. Morning, Ross. Hey, Glenn, how you doing? Oh, very good. What you got? Uh, talking about the, Pennsylvania, the Wyoming uh, state budget. We're yeah. in a budget session and... Uh, wanted to um, mention a couple things. First of all, the governor's budget is $10.8 billion. Mm -hmm. Comparing that to the state of Pennsylvania, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, their budget, the governor's budget, is $39 billion, which comes to about $3,200 a person. Mm -hmm. Well, in Wyoming, we have 580,000 people, so that comes to almost $19,000 a person. Mm -hmm which is, like, bizarre. And then uh, in most states, when the legislature gets a hold of the governor's budget, they usually cut it. And uh, as of last week, the state house added $300 million, which is another $500 per person. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, anytime somebody wants to either cut a program or even just slow the increase, the opposition will always say, oh, you, you won't have roads, you won't have police, you won't have your kids educated. 
I mean, it's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Well, what gets me is not just the uh, the Senate wanted to raise, the House did as well. And I expected one or the other. I know there are people who are trying to cut the budget, but there's not enough of them to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, and that's the problem. I think it's all up to us to say, hey, wait, you know, we we like all these constitutional rights and limited benefits that we get, like roads and police and all. But they're getting into things that the private sector should be doing. Right, yeah. Um, it just gets, it's just, you know, and there's no, never a cut. There's never something that isn't a necessity. And uh, it's really up to us, the public, to really question our state representatives right. and say, hey, you know, when, when is... When is it going to be enough? Well, there's not just the things that the private sector should be doing, but there's a few other things. Like, again, you've heard me railing against carbon capture and sequestration, which is just nonsense, and we need to get out of it. That's a huge waste of money. But then let's also take a look at all the money we spend on the University of Wyoming, when, as far as I'm concerned, they should be self-sufficient. And some people argue with me, well, the Wyoming Constitution says, well, then let's fix that, because we shouldn't be sending them over $400 million. Yeah, yeah. I mean, education is really important, but, you know, everybody's got to decide what they're going to do, and and there's a limit to how much can be done. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, I'm not sure that they use zero-based budgeting, but that's a direction that I would suggest, even on the local level, is that, you know, you decide what you need to do, and then you figure out how you're going to pay for it. Right, yeah. And the more people keep showing up to government with their hands out, the worse this gets, which is usually yeah. what happens. All right. Thank you, Russ. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you hanging on. So the, the uh, I'm going to give an example that I did last week on this. So I was up in Gillette, and I was talking to a gentleman who had become a city councilman, and he had a business located in downtown. So as a city councilman, everybody in town already knew him because of his business downtown. So people walked into his store all the time to talk to him, not to buy from his business, but as a city councilman. But that's okay. That's part of what the deal is if you are a city councilman in a town like Wyoming, right? And he told me that people are constantly walking in saying, you know, the city needs to do this. The city needs to do that. We need to spend money on this, that, and the other thing. You know what we need to spend money on? And everybody had their hand out. The next project the next grant, whatever it might be. He said in, in the time he had been a city councilman, no one ever walked into his store and said, hey, um, can we cut this? Can we stop doing that? Because we're spending too much money. No one ever said that to him. On, picture that on the state level. Because I mean, that's happening in Gillette. You know what's happening. City council, county commissions all over the place. I'm constantly running across people who want grant money, but also government needs to, government needs to spend money on this, spend money on that. And it's always for the future, for the kids, you know, and for the environment or whatever other excuse they can come up with. And this is a need, which I say a lot of the things that people want, if they want it, my thought is, well, then go start a private organization, whether it's a business or a not-for-profit organization, and you go get that done. In fact... There's a gentleman who, just just to be clear, I like him personally. He and I had a very friendly disagreement because I do like the guy personally, but 
So his idea is the state of Wyoming should build a professional gun range. Now, when you think of gun range, I know many of you will answer and say, but we already have a gun range in my community. No, 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 no. This is like Olympic level gun range. Like you've never seen a gun range like this before. This is Olympic level stuff. Because some other states have done it, and uh, by gosh, it's making those other states money. So Wyoming needs to do that to be competitive. And I asked him, well, if we build a gun range like this to try to get into these international gun competitions, how much of the money to build this facility comes from the state of Wyoming? And he said, well, most of it. Yeah. And that's what I said to him. My thought is, if you want to do, if you think a gun range like this could really benefit the state of Wyoming, then you go out there and get a bunch of private investors and you go start the business. This is not the role of government. Government should not be opening some big gun range like this. This is something, now I don't know if his proposal made it through the budget session or not. I have no idea. But this is what he's proposing and trying to get done. And my thought is, no, please absolutely just kill it. Kill it. If he wants to go out and do this with the private sector, you go right ahead, pal. And good luck. And I do mean good luck, and I hope it's successful. But his first thought is, but the government needs to. Government's constantly funding museums and all sorts of other projects, and that's just enough. Morning, RHRHs in Wiggins, Colorado. Hi, Glenn. The absurdity of carbon capture reminds me of the movie Spaceballs with a giant vacuum cleaner up in space sucking all of the air off the planet. You know, you're on to something there. Okay. For $10 billion, would you? Yes. Um, no, I, I didn't finish the question. I Listen here. There is nothing, and I mean nothing, that could come out of that little pie hole of yours to make me turn down $10 billion. Even if one random person had to die? Yes. The answer is yes. Uh, okay, what, what, what if it was someone you knew? Yes, take my aunt, take my grandma. Hell, you could blow the block up. Can you even fathom how much money $10 billion is? Oh, it's just a hypothetical. And if it was a reality, I'd be first in line. The only show broadcasting from a bunker under Devil's Tower. Hey, all down here. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, 6 a.m. weekdays, a.m. 10.30 and FM 8.20. It's time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Back to the phones. We go. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Terry's on the phone about the post office situation in Casper. Morning, Terry. Hello, Glenn. How are you doing? Very good, sir. What you got? Well, Glenn, I went to a meeting last week, and it was a full house. And, of course, I don't know if you heard about this. You probably did. I don't know if you talked about it. but uh, Oh, yeah, I did. They want to change the distribution centers for Cheyenne and Casper. For instance, Cheyenne's Mill is going to, if this proposal goes through, Cheyenne's Mill will be going to Denver and sorted, sorted in Denver and sent back to Cheyenne. And Casper's Mill will be going to Billings and sorted in Billings and sent back to Casper. I mean, with the winter roads and the, you know, the snow and everything, and they say they won't lose any, any jobs. Well, that's, you, you can't believe what they're saying out in Washington. 
But anyway, I was just wondering if there's been any feedback with the audience about this. The meeting was a full house. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm sure they're contacting our congressional delegation back. We'd be the only only state in the United States with not a distribution center. I I did mention it last week on the air. I didn't get any calls on it. What I'd like to know, though, is I'd like to see the actual numbers. I know the post office is trying to be efficient and make cutbacks and things like this. Let me see the actual numbers on this so I can see that it's actually going to be beneficial. Because, yeah, okay, uh, you're going to move all the distribution down there. And you're not going to lose any employees? Well, if you're not going to lose any employees, then just do it here. Because then you got to take all of the traffic, all those trucks, and bring them all the way down to Denver and bring them all the way back up or go all the way up to Billings and come all the way back down again. If you're going to use the same number of employees, then just keep it here. Now, if you're going to let a bunch of people go and you can show me that that was going to save money, maybe you can make the argument about money savings. But right now, I don't think they can. Well, they say they're not going to let anybody go, but you know how that is. Yeah. As uh, time goes on, they're not going to hire anybody either. Right. You know. Yeah. So that's the way I looked at okay. that. But anyway, I just wanted to call in and let your audience know that this is going on. And, yeah. you know, we have to fight for every job we get, in, and especially here in Natchona County. Yeah. Down in Laramie County, of course, they have the Air Force Base and uh, all these high-tech outfits moving in and all that. But still, it's going to be bad for Laramie County, too. I mean, and the, the weather. How do you expect these trucks to go up to buildings on icy roads and yeah well you know how it is in in wyoming so i just wanted to bring into the audience okay Attention. Let's, let's okay. see what happens if anyone has a reaction. I appreciate okay. it, Terry. So, triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. I heard the post office talking about this, and post office wants to make some major cutbacks. Again, I would have to see what are the actual numbers. It, does this actually make financial sense to do it? And are they doing it by truck? There's the next thing. Even if they did it by air, because I was um, okay. I do know. I know this because he came in behind me. I My little Cessna 172 took off from Casper, and I flew it up to Gillette. And as I'm coming into the Gillette airport, there is an airplane coming up behind me, and he's a lot faster, twin turboprop. And I don't have that. I'm a little piston engine. And he's saying he's coming to land anybody in the pattern because that, that airport's not towered anymore in Gillette. And I told him I was. But he said, no, I'll slow down. You go ahead and land, because I was already close to landing anyway. And I was watching as I got out of the plane and, and looked over. I thought, you know, look at this guy. He's got a he's got the mail. Now, he does have FedEx and UPS, but also a lot of just mail they're throwing into the airplane. And I thought, I, I think I might have heard about this. Is this the case? Are they delivering mail from Gillette down to Casper to be sorted and coming back. And if so, are they doing it by air? Or are they doing this by truck? Because I'm watching mail being loaded onto that airplane. And I thought, either way can be really expensive. By truck, there's times you just can't do it because of the weather. But that can be true by air, too. So does this make more sense? All right. Micah's in Cheyenne. Hello, Micah. I am happy to say that this year is probably the first time since I've lived in Wyoming 
that my representatives for our little area, for both the state, House, and Senate, are people that I really feel like I can trust. Okay. And this is probably the first year that, yes, I am following some of the bills and stuff, but for the most part, I am not following stuff nearly as much as I used to and stressing over it. Right. Because I've got two representatives in there that I know are probably making the right decisions and then i follow up and sure enough they are (laughs) you know but we've got to keep in mind too that it's not just our little area representatives it's everybody else's in wyoming Mm -hmm. so i really i'll have to say for as good as mine are i really sympathize with what they have to put up with all of the other representatives from the other areas because it is that joint decision as to what goes forward and what doesn't. So, but anyway, I did just want to put that out, why it is so, so, so important for people to really vet their candidates before they go to the voting places. Right. And if people are really sincere and if they've got good representatives running, they, they should really, really go and support them because this has been... The, the nicest <laughs> session yeah. that I think I have experienced in this okay. state, just, just knowing that I've got good people sitting in there. All right. Thank you, Micah. So now, on the other side of that, <clears throat> um, there are so many so many people who go to, and this happens in Washington, D.C., and that's your county commission and city council, but let's focus on Cheyenne. There are so many people who want money for projects, and they immediately go to government for it. Like, for example... Wyoming could use some high-speed broadband internet. Okay, cool. I would love to have that all over Wyoming. So, therefore, the government needs to... No, that's not what government does. That's a private sector thing. Keep the government out of it. Right away, government needs to get in there and do that. Whenever somebody has an idea about, you know what we could really use in this community? So, let's go, okay, let's call our representative and let's get some money for that. Rather than let's go start a project here locally where we can get that done. No, we got to bring in state money for that or federal money for that. Let's go write some grants and so on. How often really does a representative, either House or Senate, ever hear from constituents, you need to seriously cut. I don't want any more new stuff. You need to cut back. Mostly what they hear from is people showing up with their hands out. This happens a lot. People have all sorts of great ideas and projects for their communities that they really want. And then in order to get those things done, they go to your government and they hold their hand out. And that's the majority of the people who show up. Very rarely do our representatives hear from people who say, would you stop spending that money? Would you just put an end to it? This is way out of control. Government is too big. We need to stop doing this. In fact, those people who want money from government tend to hire lawyers and lobbyists to get it done. Those people who want smaller government usually just gripe about it over a beer to their friends. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. That's going to be news time. After news time, weather forecast, and it's really squarely this week. A lot's changing, but it's this typical for this time of year. Then you and I get back into a nice long segment of open phones. 888-97 Woods, the phone number 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming.
now. This show contains sarcasm that some listeners may find disturbing. A sense of humor is advised. Chat with Glenn live on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Six of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, so you can change the subject if you want. Triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Real quick, I have to turn to carbon capture here in Wyoming because there's some new news on that front. But first, you're in a nightclub, sweaty young people all around you, dancing to the rhythm. Greta's angry face on big screens above them. How dare you! Don't you understand we have just a few years left? Get your act together. So the story is carbon capture reform. It's, uh, it advances as coal power plants are now saying, look, this whole mandate thing is just unaffordable. This is Black Hills Energy. And they're supposed to put out a final plan for carbon capture, retrofitting by 2030 power plants in Wyoming for carbon capture. <clears throat> so here's a quote. The research and studies regarding low carbon energy portfolios and specifically carbon capture are quickly developing, says the Black Hills attorney. They're probably not a we're they're probably not in a state at which they would be comfortable presenting the final plan. So they're asking for an extension for a final plan on carbon capture. Here's a big part of the problem, though. They might have to push that back. Now, they're saying, well, instead of 2030, maybe 2035. The problem is carbon capture, they don't know how to do it. Not yet, anyway. Now, in the story that I put up on the Wake Up Wyoming website, I put up someone who mostly I disagree with. But he does make a point on this topic. And this guy is a younger, um, he's a climate scientist, he says, and he works at Oxford University. And most of what he says, I don't agree with. When he gets to carbon capture, he shows that there are places that have tried it and failed miserably doing it. They try to pump it into the ground. You can't keep it in the ground that way. They try to do another thing with it. Those other things don't work either. And so this could cost us up to a billion dollars in the state of Wyoming, up to that a billion dollars in the state of Wyoming, to try to capture CO2 and store it. Yeah, and there's no, at this point, nobody showing that it can actually be done because no one's actually successfully done it. In fact, I wrote a story a while ago that some countries around the world tried doing it and they gave up. So currently, uh, Black Hills Energy is saying, well, uh, we, we don't even know. You want us to capture 80% of the CO2 that comes out of our plan. We, at this point, we can't even capture any of it. And then they have to get people who would actually want to perform the project, and, and they don't know about finding that either. So this whole idea so far is a massive failure before it gets off the ground, but the state's still pushing on the idea. And it would greatly increase your electricity rate. Your bill is going to go up because of this. Stay tuned, because we'll see how this plays out. But so far, that's where we're at. Black Hills is saying we need more time because we don't know how to do it. It could cost up to a billion dollars. That's on you, the ratepayer, by the way. <laughs> 
For what? Exactly. All right, next one. Ford is halting electric vehicle shipments again. This isn't working out. And this is not the only manufacturer doing this. Ford Motor Company has halted shipments of F-150 Lightning pickup trucks, those electric pickup trucks, for an undisclosed issue, cutting production of the battery-powered model, and sales have just about bottomed out at this point. I know some have been purchased. I saw one in town a little while ago, one. Sales have been bottoming out. Now, there are those like the Biden administration that want half of the vehicles on the road I don't know it was by 2050 or something like that, to be electric vehicles. And then so far, this is not going to happen. Remember, Ford Motor was losing billions of dollars on electric vehicles, despite all of the subsidies they were getting. And we know that can't keep up forever. And they keep building electric vehicles that are just sitting there with very few being sold. Not none, but very few. The automaker said in a statement late Friday, it stopped shipping the Lightning on February 9th. It did not say when it expected to resume delivery of the Lightning to dealers, but it noted it started shipping traditional gas-powered versions of the truck at the beginning of this year. Okay, so there's that. Remember all of the GM dealerships that were told by GM, we're going to go all electric by this date, so you need to start going all electric. And dealerships said, we're not going to do that because the electric vehicles you keep sending us aren't selling. But GM said, if you want to be a GM dealership, you have to be an all-electric dealership. Well, then all of these dealerships across the country, a lot of them, said, then we're out. Dealerships in Wyoming did that, too. Then we're out because we're not going to have a bunch of electric vehicles sitting on a lot that nobody's buying. All right. Now, on that note... Mercedes-Benz had announced that it was going to go all-electric. <clears throat> well, Mercedes-Benz scraps plans to make only electric vehicles due to market conditions. That's the headline. Mercedes-Benz, it was just three years ago when the German luxury vehicle manufacturer announced that it will go all-electric. And soon. The company said it would commit about $47 billion to electrify its entire fleet with the CEO on board... We're convinced we can do it with strong profitability. And we believe that focusing on electric vehicle is the right way to build a successful future and to enhance the value of Mercedes-Benz. The plans were scrapped this week. The company's fourth quarter earnings are dismal. And customers, this is a quote, customers and market conditions will set the pace for transformation. The company plans to be in a position to cater to different market needs, whether it's all electric or the internal combustion engine. So the automobile giant went on to state that its electric vehicle sales are expected to only reach, well, they hope it would reach someday 50% of the sales, but they're nowhere near that. That's what they hope to do, but it's, it's not reaching that. The business model changes comes after multiple highly publicized incidents where Mercedes-Benz electric vehicles uh, were calling on, catching on fire, causing massive damage. And, uh, and then the story goes on to talk about one of those blazes, which I don't really need to get into that whole thing. But then there's those people who want to go all electric trucks, as in semi-trucks, right? So during a testimony on Capitol Hill... Just so we're clear on the scale of the issue, each electric vehicle battery for a heavy-duty truck weighs 8,000 pounds. And you need at least two of them. 
So we're talking the weight of, you know, four or five cars. And our, my friends and peers in the industry nationwide who have tried to make efforts to put in, say, hey, I'm going to convert a dozen forklifts to electric, or I want to tee up a facility for 30 electric trucks. There's no power. The utilities come back, the cities come back and say, is this some kind of joke? One friend tried to put in, in Illinois, a, uh, a facility, tee it up for 30 trucks electrification. The city came back and said, this is some kind of joke. You're asking for more draw than the entire city requires. And just to give you an idea, 30, 50 trucks, that's like a five, six megawatt application. The factory that makes the trucks is a two megawatt factory. Is your life boring? Are you too young for a midlife crisis, but tired of waiting for something to trigger an existential crisis? Why not try generalized anxiety disorder? Make every day a crisis. Yep, there you have it. A new level of crazy. And you heard it here first. This program is intended for immature audiences only. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 8.48 is the time. Off we go to the icebox when Gambino is waiting by. I'm going to have to unsubscribe to a very good page on one of my social media accounts, Frank, because I just, well... um, Are they finally uh, charging you? No, no, it's not that. And so it was a page that said, hey, would you like to see what these famous people looked like when they were young and what, you know, looked like today? I don't really care uh, about that. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting because I looked at some people... But they like, charged you, didn't they? No, no, they didn't. So, like, here's a picture of Jodie Foster, who you and I both knew because when we were kids, she was a kid. And she was a rising child actress. Yes. Okay. So that's what they do. And then they show, what does this person look like today? And Jodie Foster doesn't look bad today at all. But there's a lot of people that I'm looking at, Frank, and going, oh, my God, you look really old. Well, you know why? Yeah. Because they are. Yeah. And that's what's killing me, Frank. You know, sometimes, yeah. you know, being the, in, the, in the entertainment business can wear on you. Yeah. Oh, man. Can it? Yeah. However, I, mean, I, I think some people, you know, they, they've aged gracefully. Yes. You know, some Other people look, look little... like radio personalities. But yeah. Look, yeah. Yeah. Here's, it's here, a little ragged there, you it's know? It's a little bit, yeah. But here, here's the the deal, Frank, is you, you ever go to the grocery store and look at some little old lady, you know, and then you suddenly realize you graduated high school with her? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, this is this is what I'm talking about here. So this page, which to me I thought was really interesting, here's how these people looked when they were young. And we all I remember them because we grew up looking at this. I don't want to know what they look like today, Frank, because... I still picture them as young. I know, but you got comparison is actually a good thing sometimes. Yeah. I mean, say like, this is what you were, uh -huh. and this is what you are. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to know what I are. Well, you don't. I you just, don't want to know what you are. To, I'm not in a bad state at this point. Frank. No, I'm you're, doing I pretty mean, good. I mean, you're not. You know, you don't have a walker. Or no, no, or I'm. I'm in, I'm in good state. Yeah, I'm just saying. But I still, when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm thinking, for my age, I look pretty good. I mean, I'm, I, I really do. But I'm just saying, I, there's all of these people. Like, you ever watch a movie and you're watching someone at a certain age in that movie, and then you see what they look like now, and you think, really, what the hell happened? Yeah, what well, happened? Yeah. Thirty years happened is what happened, Frank. I know. They, you get those little things underneath your 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 eyeballs. Your, oh yeah, those. Oh yeah, the baggy things. Yeah, and your yeah. throat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then when you start getting the turkey neck, you're done. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hang on a second. Long one. Got it? Go. Okay. I see the High School Wrestling Tournament did wrap up on Saturday at Casper. Three guys won their fourth state.
state title, and there's only been 30 of those in Wyoming high school history. Brock Fletcher of Rock Springs, Antonio Avila of Thunder Basin, and Kale Knezovich of Green River have accomplished that, and that is not easy to do. In 4A, Thunder Basin won the team title with Cheyenne's third, Cheyenne Central sixth, Natrona seventh, Laramie eighth, and Kelly Walsh ninth. Green River won the 3A championship, Warcroft won 2A, and Glenrock freshman Brody Allen won the state title at 113 pounds. Star Valley repeated as the girls' state champion with Cheyenne's sixth, Cheyenne Central eighth, Natrona twelfth, Kelly Walsh eighteenth, and Laramie twenty-first. In men's college basketball over the weekend, the Wyoming Cowboys turned in yet another awful performance. They were boat raced by Boise State and Laramie ninety-two seventy-two. It's amazing how many offenses from the opposing team just light up the Cowboy defense. Boise rang, rang up 51 points in the first half and shot an astounding 66% from the floor and 54% for the game. UW was hammered on the backboards 43-19 to fall the 13-14 and 14 overall and 6-8 and eight in Mountain West play to Pokes will host UNLV tomorrow. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team were beaten by New Mexico and Laramie in overtime on Saturday 59-58 so the Cowgirls have dropped four in a row and that is a tough way to lose from UW's point of view and they missed a three-pointer at the end that could have won it. Cowgirls uh, were 5 of 19 from three-point land. They were led by Melina Peterson with 16. Wyoming is now 14 and 12 overall and 9 and 6 in Mountain West play. They'll be at San Jose State on Wednesday. Junior college basketball, the Casper College women's team beat Central Wyoming over the weekend 81-62 to get to 23 and 5 on the year. Logan Alvar at 22 for the T-Birds who are ranked 20th in the country. Casper College men got 20 points from Darius Robinson. They beat Central Wyoming 84-76. T-Birds are 20 and 8 on the year and both CC teams will be in in Torrington on Friday to take on Eastern Wyoming. State High School Nordic Ski Championships were held on Casper Mountain over the weekend. The Kelly Wallace boys won a state title for the first time since 1995. They edged Lander by 12 points. Trojan skier Fisk Johansson uh, won the classic race with Lander's Brent Hutchinson winning the freestyle. On the girls' side in the Toronto's Allie Wheeler won the individual championship in both the classic and the freestyle, and she did that last year too. And Lander repeated as the girls' team champions in Nordic. And that's in sports. Okay, so um, so how do you how do you, you have to show us a picture of what you look like when you were oh, yeah, you know, just um, twenty of age of age of age yeah. to legally drink of to legally drink yeah a whole lot uh, smoother in the face and thinner a lot thinner yeah <clears throat> so you you've aged I have yeah hey I have another question for you Frank real quick uh, our friend DJ knocked down the hall just yeah. came out with the recent arrest log for yes. our county. Mm-hmm. Do you think if somebody's sitting in jail right now and they see that arrest log, will they check to see if they made it? Can they even check that in jail? Yeah, if they can't. But, I mean, if they could, oh, I wonder if I made it. Some of these idiots probably think they're proud of that. Yeah, probably. Hey, everybody, check it out. I made the news. Yeah. Yeah, okay, not a good thing. Yeah. Don't let mom see that. No, 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 no. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Sixth of the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject, whatever. I'll just kind of roll with it. Uh, 
I came up with this great idea. And I'm sorry I'm going to have to burden you with it. Today's show is sponsored by Osculation Rejuvenation. For when the hits the fan. And don't forget, cleaning that up is not mop, it's rags, but also you got to get rid of the stank at the same time. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move. Okay, I threatened you with a really great idea. Now, let me go back. First off, I had just posted this a moment ago on some of my social media, and I said to folks, I got to rewrite this as a parody song, and I think I really have to do this. So you remember the song about the Beverly Hillbillies, and the moment I say that, everybody knows the song in their head, so let's go ahead. Do this together. Poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed, and then one day he was shooting at some food, and up through the ground come a bubbling crude, oil that is gold, Texas tea. Yeah. Well, the first thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. The Rich white said, guy. Jed, move away from there. Said, California is the place you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck and they moved to Beverly. Beverly Hillbillies. That is. Yeah. Swimming pools. Swimming pools. Movie stars. Movie stars. Okay, so. What I was uh, looking at here is a meme. Whoever wrote this, I thought was a great idea. They show the Beverly Hillbillies driving down the road in their beat-up old truck. And they rewrote the words. They said, California is the place we need. We got to flee. So they loaded up the truck, moved back to Tennessee. Now, <laughs> okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and rewrite the words to that. Because, yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense that the Beverly Hillbillies should leave California. First off, uh, there are a bunch of hick hillbillies with old-timey backwards ways. So right away, that makes them the worst people on the planet. Then Uncle Jed, who must be a Southern Democrat, you know, which means, you know, uh, KKK and Jim Crow laws and stuff like that. That's what Southern Democrats were back then. And here he is hunting guns. Oh, guns. And he's trying to shoot an animal. Oh, they're not vegetarians. And while doing so, he strikes oil. Oil. He got rich off of oil? Oh, wow. So now he's a rich white southerner who is a meat eater and makes his money off of oil. And he's living in Beverly Hills? Oh, dear Lord. There's absolutely no way that they can survive there. Now, back when the television show was a thing, okay. But today, there's absolutely no way that they could survive there. Plus, you can imagine the taxes and all of that. Oh, my Lord. There's no way. So they have to pack up and they have to leave California. 
and head back to Tennessee where perhaps it's a little safer for them. If not, I would recommend Wyoming. We would love to have the Beverly Hillbillies here. Absolutely, they would completely fit in here. Whatever the case is, get out of there, Jed. Get the whole family loaded up and get out of there while you still can. On that note, one of the best parody songs that I've heard is from, uh, and these guys are better than Onion. It's Babylon B. They took a Beach Boys song and they did this. Wish we all could leave California now. This is just, I think, one of the best parodies of this I'd heard in a whole lot of, a whole lot of years. Now, the entire parody song that they did is on YouTube. Just look Babylon B. Wish we all could leave California. And you'll hear the entire song because I never play the entire song for you. So... Here's how this works. First, I'll sit down and rewrite the words, which I'll do like today or tomorrow, probably tomorrow because I have a lot to do when I get out of here today. And then there's a place, if you've never heard of this, it's called Fiverr. Fiverr is a place where I can go on and talk to various people who have talent, of various kinds of talent. And from voice to I mean, singing music, whatever you need, right? And basically, you ask them, I have this I want done. How much? Now, when it originally started, I could get something like this done. I could say for five bucks. But they'll, of course, want to haggle with me a little bit, right? But that's where it got the name Fiverr. But I can go ahead and offer someone, find someone who can actually do the Beverly Hillbillies uh, song parody as close to you here as you can hear it there. And just offer that person, here, I'll pay you this much if you go ahead and do the parody song for me. And then, uh, yeah, we can get a version of the Beverly Hillbillies song. But in this case, they're not going to California and not going to Beverly Hills, but they're leaving. And think about it. I mean, the Beverly Hillbillies today, they would need to really get the hell out of there. They really would have to, especially when you take a look at the Hollywood liberals because it says in the song, swimming pools, movie stars. So it says in the song exactly what they were showing up for. Today, though, oh, my Lord. Can you imagine? Now, considering when the Beverly Hillbillies took place, we're still imagining them at the same age. I do have to wonder, as um, the younger kids had kids, what did those kids grow up to be like, which has to be a disaster, Right? Yeah, okay. Lord only knows what the children of the two young people in the Beverly Hillbillies turned out to be like. I shudder to think, which is why I try not to think about it. Instead, I just go back and think of the Beverly Hillbillies the way they still are. In my mind, they're still locked in like they're in some kind of a, a hold on time, and they've never left it. But still, time has changed around them, and they're just going to have to get out. Now, Tennessee... Was it? Let me see now. Um, Tennessee. I think Tennessee is not as conservative as it was back then. This is why I say, and you don't want to go to North Carolina. My, I, my, my family's got a cabin in the Carolina mountains, and North Carolina is always teetering. It's like a purple state. It's always teetering between red and blue, and they even have a state income tax, and they're more blue than red. Yeah. 
Dan and Cheyenne. I think the term is flea California. Flea California is the way you would have to say it because that's the way they say it. But anyway, flea, yeah. That, it, isn't that what I said, that they have to flee California? California is a place you have to flee. We got to flee. So we load up the truck and move to Tennessee. Or move back to Tennessee is how the word says it in the meme. So I'll go ahead and work on that and then try to get somebody to record it and I'll go ahead and come back and play it on the air. Hello, this is Brian, your artificial intelligence for this radio show. It was time to update your passwords again, so I conveniently chose a time when you were almost finished with that last project. I logged you out at the last minute, all of your date has been lost, and you have to start again. That's what you get for cussing at the computer while you work. So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Okay, this is interesting. And say one note here that says the Clampets were from Missouri. Another one says pretty sure they were from Arkansas. I have no idea. Mike is in Laramie. Hello, Mike. Hi, Glenn. They were from West Virginia. Oh, were they? Okay. Does it say that yes. somewhere in the show? Yeah, when they mention, when they talk about, when I watched the show with a kid, they mentioned about West Virginia. Oh, okay. Well, that, but in order to make the song work, I have to say back to Tennessee. That's true. Yeah, okay. Anyway, but, uh, carbon capture. Yeah, one of these executives of these power companies going to grow a backbone, stand up and say, as you do, carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. Yeah. And then they're going to turn and then turn around and say, we're going to do nothing about it. Yeah. You've made your laws, your regulations, your court find your court decisions. Now enforce them. What are you going right. to do? Send to the National Guard and shut down the power plant? Well, that's a great one there. I would also like to see, because whenever I talk to people in the Wyoming House and Senate, the vast majority of them will say straight to my face, no, CO2 is not a pollutant. And they don't want to do this. But somehow they think that they need to pass this law and do this in order to keep coal plants running. It's it's not going to work. No. No. It's just not going to work. But I, I I just want to see one of these companies going to get yeah. a backbone and stand up to these people. Yeah, I no, I agree. It, the companies and our Wyoming legislators as well need to stand up and just true. say, we're not going to do this. Yeah. Um, on the university budget you were mentioning earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that, that money, that's, that's a two-year budget, and that's on top of what is received from tuition and grants and everything else. So what they spend is a lot more than that $400 million over yeah. a two-year period. Yeah. This is where I'm really you curious with the university. You figure, okay, they get tuition. They make a lot of money off of their sports team, especially football, make a lot of money there. And then they also get all sorts of federal government grants. So uh, now, there's where you've made a slip. Why? Federal, that there shouldn't be federal <clears throat> grants, You're right. period, either. No I, no, I agree with you. We shouldn't get them, but they get it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, so with all of that coming in, why does Wyoming need to send another four hundred some million dollars away? Uh, they'd have to do a deep. Well, maybe the legislature needs to set up a special committee yeah. with subpoena powers to do a deep, deep dive into the university's budget. Yeah. I mean, there are. I I, I worked there, okay. and there are a number of departments that do not grant degrees. Yeah. So why do we have them? 
Yeah, there you go. Or they yeah. have maybe one person a year as a major. Why do we have that department? Sure. Well, for that matter, they have all sorts of the Department of Diversity and Inclusion would be the first thing I shut down. And I would start so looking would for other departments like that. What exactly do you produce that creates something that educates? Because the purpose of the university, my understanding, Mike, is to educate young people so they have a future. And if the, if the whatever department is not doing that, then let's shut it down. Well, that's true. That's, but back in the 70s, that's exactly what the university was doing. It was yeah. teaching. Yeah. Back then, teach, prof- I mean, this day, Professors will teach maybe maybe one course a semester. Okay. And if they don't get the requisite number of students, the course isn't taught. Okay. But the professor still gets paid. Mm. Maybe what we need to the university needs to do is or the state needs to do is take a good look at like say Hillsdale College and look at their business model. They right. take no government money whatsoever and they don't be very successful. Yes. That's what I would like the University of Wyoming to do. And as you're saying, if a college professor has an idea for a course, go ahead and put it up. If nobody shows up and pays for that course, then shut the course down. And nobody gets paid, not even the professor. Yeah, well, that's what, well, what happens is the departments down here get so much money from their respective college. Yeah. And then when a professor offers a class, they get an additional so much money per student in that class. So there has to be a minimum yeah. class size. If you don't meet the minimum class size, the course goes away. Yeah. But I remember back in the 70s and 80s, the professors were teaching two, three, four courses a semester. Yeah. Now you're lucky if they're doing one course a semester. Okay. They're spending all their time supposedly on research. Yeah. Too big, too bureaucratic, and, and off their it mission. It has become, yes. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah, you, It Mike. has been. Appreciate it. Yeah, completely off their mission. Let me give you another example of something. And then uh, Corey from Nebraska. Um, Corey swears it's Missouri that where the Beverly Hillbillies come from. Okay, Mike was calling and said he was sure it was. Okay, hang on, hang on. <clears throat> We're going back and forth. Before I finish what I was going to say, I've got to, If only we had some kind of, some kind of uh, device that I could go ahead and write the question and or just ask it just i'll just go ahead and verbally ask the question and this device could tell me the answer gosh somebody should invent that kind of technology where were the beverly hillbillies originally from okay there we go i have the answer in front of me right now okay poor backwoods family silver dollar city in the ozark mountains of missouri there you go okay so, yeah, Google says Missouri. There, see, that's all you have to do is just today, with today's technology, ask the question and some weird entity just answers for you. They were from Silver Dollar City in Ozark Mountains of Missouri. That's where the Beverly Hillbillies were from. Okay, we've now settled that argument. All right. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Bert in Cheyenne. Hi, Glenn. Instead of Tennessee... The Clampets could move to KC. Okay. California is the place we need to flee. So we'll load up the truck and move to KC. Almost does it. I mean, kind of almost does it. I'll see if I can work that in. If not, it's got to be Tennessee because Tennessee, the cadence tends to work a little bit better with that. I'll work on it. I got to write the song. Then let's see if I can find someone to record it. All right. Real quick. Some years ago, some of you might remember Carbon Sink. 
carbon sink was University of Wyoming was going to give a bunch of money. And I want to say it was like $100,000. I don't remember the exact amount, but around there, around that much. And they wanted a sculpture someplace out in the University of Wyoming. So they just gave the money to this artist and said, go do something. And the guy came back with something very offensive about coal. I mean, really offensive. You know, you see, this coal is destroying these trees. He took a bunch of trees that have been killed by pine beetle. That's because of climate change, because we burn coal. And the entire sculpture was nothing more than a bunch of uh, cut up little logs that he put in a spiral shape. And that's what they spent. I, I was something like $100,000. I have that number wrong, I'm sure. So in other words, University of Wyoming, you just gave this guy a bunch of money and said, go do something. And then you were surprised when it turned out really bad. I would never give just hand money to an artist and go, well, create whatever. I wouldn't do it. I would say to the artists out there, go ahead and show me what you're going to create and then tell me how much you're going to, you think it's going to cost. You're going to need to justify that and, and better believe I'm going to try to haggle them down. But that's University of Wyoming and spending for you. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Now, Glenn Woods fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Thirty-six of time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Back to the phones we go. So we just got a few minutes here. So triple eight ninety-seven. What's the phone number? That's eight 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 ninety-seven. W O O D S. Hey Jude. Hey, good morning, Glenn. Um, I won't take up too much time because uh, you announced the meeting for the folks over there with that gravel mine. Mm-hmm. Um, on Facebook, though, uh, Tracy Lamont. He's he's been a big advocate for property rights a long time. Um, he's got. The, the following copy from the 2022 Natrona County Zoning Resolution. Okay, now remember I told you that um, they adopted it kind of illegally. They didn't do the 45-day requirement notice on it. And this is going to open a big can of worms. And that, like I said, I told that to the commissioners. Well, it seems that, um, okay, that, uh, it says uh, quarry, commercial or industrial stone quarries or operations involved in removing from a site of natural accumulation. Now I got to digging a little more and I wanted to see, but it looks like they okayed a permit for a gravel outfit to do what, 52 miles of poison spider and uh, some other uh, part of the state or county. So this is working in conjunction. Now, if they're gonna be selling that gravel and using it on the roads here, they're going to have to draw a permit from our planning and zoning. They're, even if it's uh, state, all that. This has got to be dealt with very, very carefully because that when they adopted that land use plan for mining and light and heavy industrial and all of that, they have to live by it. They adopted it. Peter Nicolaisen said, oh, this is a great plan. Well, it's not. It's not going to be for them. It's not going to be for the folks over there. And Rose and I went up there Saturday, and we filmed, and we, uh, I, when I got out of the truck, you can tell when that thing starts to digging, all that stuff's going to be blowing southwest, and I mean hard. 
because I don't know why you would live up there. It's so windy. But I talked to one of the gentlemen from the road. I honked and honked and got him to stop. And his name is Harold Wright. And he was telling me about it, too, that they don't want that up there. And there are going to be some lot of people at that meeting. And we need to get our county commissioners, whoever wants to be there, you need to be there. You're supposed to be working for us, boys. You need to get your hineys over there and talk to these people. So, this anyway. reminds me a lot of in Wheatland, there's a company that wants to go in and open up a meat processing plant for kosher meat. And it was not that the people of Wheatland are opposed to the plant. It would offer a lot of jobs to the area. It'd be a really great idea. It's it where they wanted to put the plant, which all yeah. of the smell from that would have blown right into Wheatland. It's like, put it on the other side of town because the wind blows that way. Exactly. And that's what they need to do here. They need to put it in a light or heavy industrial area that is some beautiful beautiful area up in there and the sign says uh what got me was uh it's a trust state trust well i don't trust the state now because if they're going to allow that they, they may as well just go over there and buy everybody's property because it's not going to be worth spit okay. afterwards i'm glad you said spit this time i didn't have to dump you yeah, and you know what? There's a creek that runs through there, too. Yeah, is there? Okay. Yeah, All right. so When's this meeting again? When's it happening? Uh, Thursday, 6 o'clock. Uh, oh. That little building that just sits outside the fairground. Right. building. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, thank, thank you, Judy. Appreciate it. Okay. So, for those people in the... In fact, you know, over there in, uh, was it Laramie County, had a similar problem as well i remember we went through the whole thing back i think micah used to call quite a bit on that one that that was a battle that raged on for quite a while so okay let's see uh checking other messages by the way as you hear me talking to myself i know i tell people i sit in a padded room it's a radio studio so it's padded my job is i sit in a padded room and i talk to myself and just like jude there you are the voices in my head see how, see how this works Okay. There's other voices in my head, and this is during the course of a morning, people are sending me messages off the app. So if you download the app, which is free at your app store, and then you just go to your app store, type in Wake Up Wyoming, and it comes down with all sorts of features. You can This show becomes a podcast when I get done. So you can listen to it whenever you want for free, right off of the app. You can text me by hitting the chat option and send me text messages, and I answer back both on and off the air. And there's all sorts of other options on there. When, If you want, when we have breaking news, you can go ahead and get news alerts if that's something you want. If you don't want it, turn that off. But all of this is provided to you for free. So when you hear me talking to people, answering people, and you don't hear anyone on the phone, it's because there's a whole lot of people, including... Chet is way over in Yoder. Now, Yoder is the extreme southeast side of Wyoming. Grandpa Rich is in Thermopolis. I mean, that's about as in the middle of Wyoming, western middle of Wyoming as you can get. Way down in Fort Myer, uh, Fort Myers, Fort Collins is Terrier Gal. Um, in Nebraska is Corey. Bert is in Cheyenne. Frank is in Casper. And there's Greg also in Cheyenne. There's also people, oh, Wiggins, Colorado, RH. There's also people that are, Jim is in Glen Rock, who are all the way up in like Gillette and Buffalo and, you know. So you get the idea. This show covers a huge area because it's on more than one radio station. But a lot of people also listen off the app. 
So if you would like to be someone who is able to listen to the show no matter where, even if you're whether you're close to a radio station or not, and then text me while I'm on the air. You don't want to call, but you want to drop a note to me. And I'll go ahead and read. I, a lot of times I read that note on the air. Most of the time I do. Either way, I'm going to answer you, whether I type back or I talk back, whichever the case is. That's just one of the ways we connect all of these communities through this program. You can't worry about what other people think. I mean, have you met other people? Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say that. Local and mobile across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030, K2 Radio. 9.48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, I've got a couple of inspiring Wyoming people that you ought to really like. All right, I'm okay. ready. First one is... Rock Springs teacher climbs Kilimanjaro. What is he doing over there? Or she? Yeah, yeah. And I think this is the the same guy. He tried to call to climb Everest, but there were too many people. No, no, no. That was the guy from here, McGinley. Yeah, let me see. Oh no, this is Chris Clifton. Okay, yeah, this is it. Yeah, that's he, okay, a gotcha. Guy, yeah. Okay, because uh, I know Chris. Uh, no, I mean the guy from Casper. Yeah, when he tried, he forever, went to yeah. the South Pole and climbed the biggest mountain on yeah. the South Pole. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> Chris Clifton. Uh, he went to let me see Spanish teacher at Black Butte High School in Rock Springs. Okay, traveled to Tasmania to climb the mountain, which is 19,341 feet. Hey, that's tall. <clears throat> yeah, especially if you're in a place like Tasmania, you start at sea level. Way that's tall. Yeah, okay. Holy so, cow. Yeah, his comments are go big or go home. Yeah, well, so that's a yeah. really good story. Now, the second story, and I follow a lot of what this guy does. His name is Matt Guthmill. Uh, Guthmill? Guthmeyer? Guthmeyer. Um, he started as the youngest person to fly solo around the world. And he did it in just a piston engine airplane. Okay. Okay, flew around the entire globe when he was a teenager. So that set a world record right there. Then he goes to MIT and so on. He has a very successful YouTube page where a lot of people like me follow his aviation exploits. Mm -hmm. He did buy, he's gotta have money in his family or something like this, or he's doing other stuff for success. He, di he did buy a couple of um, fighter trainers from the Czech Republic. Oh, okay. So he could go <laughs> compete in the Reno air races, but the, the last year of the Reno air there, races. There are no simulators that he could find? No, he's got to do the real thing for that. Okay. okay, but not just that. There's an airplane which is called a TBM 850, and this sucker is like a six-seater, and the engine's called a turboprop. It's a jet engine, but it has a propeller on the nose. Okay. Okay. He's going to do it again. Now, he's no longer a teenager. I mean, he's in his probably mid-20s by now. Mm -hmm. And he's looking. I just watched a video where he's showing off this nice airplane he has. I'm going around the world again. In that thing? Yes. It's a much better airplane than he did it the first time around. Okay. This, okay. Is, this is the plane from Czechoslovakia? No. Oh, that, he bought that, a different one? No, this is a different one. A different one. Yeah, this one is American-made. Okay. So, okay. Wow, what a guy. Men's college basketball from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys with another dud of a performance. They were boat raced by Boise State and Laramie on Saturday, 92-72. Many, many opposing offenses just seemed to light up the Cowboy defense. 
Boise State rang up 51 points in the first half. They shot 66% from the floor in that first half. UW not even competitive on the backboards, losing that battle 43-19 to drop to 13-14 and 14 overall. 6-8 and eight in Mountain West play. The Pokes will host UNLV tomorrow at Larrabee. The Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will be, have, be at San Jose State on Wednesday, and they've lost four in a row. They were beaten by New Mexico and Larrabee in overtime on Saturday, 59-58. That is a tough way to lose for UW, and they missed a three-pointer at the end of OT that could have won it. So the Cowgirls were 5 of 19 from three-point land. They were led by Melina Peterson with 16. So they're 14 and 12 overall, 9 and 6 in Mountain West play. Junior college basketball, the Casper College women beat Central Wyoming over the weekend, 81-62. So they're 23 and 5 on the year. Kelly Walsh High School grad Logan Alvar with 22 points for the T-Birds, who were ranked 20th in the country last week. Casper College men got 20 points from Darius Robinson in their 84-76 win over Central Wyoming. T-Birds are 20 and 8 on the year. Both of the CC teams will be in Torrington on Friday to take on Eastern Wyoming. The State and High School Nordic Ski Championships were held on Casper Mountain over the weekend. Kelly Walsh boys won a state title since the first time since 1995 as they edged Lander by 12 points. Trojan skier Fisk Johansson won the classic race. Lander's Brent Hutchinson won the freestyle. On the girls' side, Natrona's Allie Wheeler won the individual championship in both the classic and the freestyle, and she did that last year too. And Lander repeated as the girls' team champions. State High School Wrestling Tournament wrapped up on Saturday in Casper. Three guys won their fourth state title. There's only been 30 of them in the history of Wyoming High School Wrestling. Brock Fletcher of Rock Springs, Antonio Avila of Thunder Basin, and Kale Knezovich of Green River have accomplished that, and that is not easy to do. In 4A, Thunder Basin won the team title handily with Cheyenne East 3rd, Cheyenne Central 6th, Natrona 7th, Laramie 8th, and Kelly Walsh 9th. Green River won the 3A championship. Warcroft won 2A. Glenrock freshman Brody Allen won a state title at 113 pounds. Star Valley repeated as the girls' state champion with Cheyenne 6th, Cheyenne Central 8th, and the Shorter 12th, Kelly Walsh 18th, and Laramie 21st. And that's it, sports. So this guy, Matt, I just want to finish off by mentioning that uh, he grew up in South Dakota, but when he decided to move to Wyoming, I guess you're familiar with the community of Alpine. Yeah, well, way out there. The yeah, it, it has its own airstrip. Yes, that's right. It was They built the airstrip. I, went, I don't know which came first, the airstrip or the community. But it's an entire neighborhood built up around yeah, yeah. an airstrip out there. And there's tiny hangars there, too. Yes, well, in fact, not, no, not just tiny hangars. Well, they're not tiny. When you build a home, forget your two-car garage. You're right? building a hangar. You're, you're, yeah, you're building a hangar, and then the house is built into the hangar. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's a hangar house, basically. It's, it's an amazing little strip strip there. It, oh, it, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, that's right. So, now, now he's a Wyomingite, officially. All right. Yeah, just wake up, Wyoming. <laughs>